and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's what man where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey! Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind. Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Let's go! Without further ado, here's your host. Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2017, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on tonight's slate. The Siege not feeling well tonight, so I'm riding solo here on this Tuesday podcast. Gonna break down the games as always, all 15 games, and um, here we go. But before I do that, I do want to mention our sponsor, PlayDraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, make sure you guys head on over there, check them out. It's PlayDraft.com backslash grinders. That way, you guys can get that 100% deposit bonus up to $600. It's one of the best deposit bonuses out there. One of the coolest apps. um, Always are reading the forms and stuff about people that are checking it out. And, um, you know, it's just, it's an awesome app. It's it's very different. It's no overlap. You don't have to worry about all this stuff. So I am interested. It's one of my favorite things. And um, finishing up right here on a draft of um, doing a, doing a best ball so um just finish that up as i open the app and you know it's always fun so make sure you guys are checking them out Uh, we're gonna get started here with this 15 game slate we're gonna start it off with kansas city and baltimore we have ian kennedy against dylan bundy 10 total in this game Bundy, a slight favorite at 120. Um, Not really seeing much here on the pitcher front. We have loaded pitcher slate, so don't really have to worry about it too much. Dylan Bundy, 360 Woba against lefties, 38.8% hard contact rate against lefties this season. Better against righties, 301 Woba, only a 30.9% hard contact against righties. Still gives up a bunch of home run. He's more of a fly ball pitcher, um, you know, to lefties and to righties. So this ballpark... Definitely doesn't play well to him. And then we got Ian Kennedy on the other side, another fly ball pitcher. 50, almost a 50% fly ball rate to lefties this season with a 45% hard contact. So um, liking the power lefties here. We'll talk about them in a second. The Woba comes down against righties, 279 Woba there. But we look at it a little bit more. The XFIP, 466 compared to the 386 ERA um, against righties this season. So some regression coming to that 217 Babbitt. For Ian Kennedy, um, you know, we'll get started here with the Kansas City Bats. Um, Looking at the Kansas City Bats here against Bundy, you know, I mentioned, you know, the fly ball rate, the Woba against righties and lefties. So looking for powerful lefties here, Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis instantly stand out. You know, Hosmer's not that big power guy. But he's definitely a guy that's going to be able to excel in this type of matchup. Moose is a guy that I really liked yesterday. Didn't really pan out. Um, but I'm definitely going back to the well here. Not going to stack the Royals like I did yesterday. Um, you know, it's just, they continue to disappoint. They're they're very, very annoying when it comes to that. But um, I do kind of like this Melky Cabrera you know, Eric Hosmer, Perez, Moustakis, Kane kind of combo. Whit Merrifield's been hitting the ball well, so he's also in play. But if it comes down to it, you know, first base is probably going to be pretty loaded as we get going here. So I'm really looking at Moose and Melky, um, you know, as my targets. And we go to the other side of this game, and, you know, Ian Kennedy on the hill here. So I'd probably play Chris Davis before I would play... Eric Cosmer. We look at we look at Chris Davis, um, 266 ISO against righties this season. Massive power. 
against a guy like Kennedy, who you know we've just kind of talked about against lefties this season, is giving up um, a 45% hard contact. So you want the lefties here. We just don't get a bunch of them. You know, we get Chris Davis and Seth Smith. Mancini, 234 plate appearances, 257 ISO, 397 Woba. A lot of people are only playing him against left-handed pitchers, and it's just not a good idea. He's a guy you can definitely target against right-handed pitchers, and the numbers don't lie. So he's definitely a guy I'm looking at. Jonathan Scope, 236 ISO, 375 Woba this season against righties. So these guys are guys that, you know, in a 10 total um, you can get a little nice little scope Davis Mancini stack going here and um, you know take advantage of this power and then you can throw in Machado there if you want or Seth Smith if you want to go down so you got a nice little four-man five-man stack here for Baltimore today so I, I do think this is a spot you kind of want to take advantage of and um, attack this game for sure Next up, we got Detroit at New York. Anibal Sanchez against CC Sabathia, nine and a half total here. Um, you look at it, and you know we're definitely not targeting these pitchers. Like I said, we got a pretty stacked slate as far as pitchers go. Uh, we'll start with CC Sabathia. You know, you definitely don't want to play lefties against Sabathia. Still, just eleven percent soft con or hard contact rate against lefties this season. So, continues to. You know, be really elite throughout his career against lefties. And, you know, you just you want to stay away from the lefties against CC anytime he's on the hill. On the righties against Sabathia, um, still a pretty solid ground ball rate at 47%, but the hard contact comes way up at 35% against righties. So don't ever mind targeting right handed bats against CC, especially in this ballpark, um, good power ballpark. And then Anibal Sanchez, after looking pretty good coming out of the bullpen, coming back from AAA, um, he's allowed 12 earned runs in his last three starts. Um, you know, he's only given up three home runs, and all three of those home runs were Toronto. So, you know, the home runs might be the issue, but you get a power team like the Yankees. Um, you know, you definitely are going to want to look at some of these guys. We're going to start um, on the Detroit side here. When you look at Sabathia, like I said, you want to kind of target him with righties here. And Nick Castellanos this season has a 352 ISO against um, left-handed pitching. So I'm looking at Casty. I'm looking at Justin Upton, 270 ISO. There's a bunch of power here. You know, Matuk, 241. James McCann, 387. There's a lot of ISO here. A lot of power upside for Detroit. Um, I think I would still kind of target these guys in tournaments. Um, you just you just look at it, and you know the trade deadline's now passed. We know what we're gonna get here. We know they you know they kind of got rid of Avilia uh, yesterday, so you know we we know what lineup we're gonna get. We know James McCann's not gonna get pinch hit for anymore, which is very nice. Um, so that's that's a positive there. But we know we get a lot of power here. Miguel Cabrera is the one thing that's kind of interesting to me. He only has 100 ISO this season against lefties. Victor Martinez, .072. So you could potentially stack Detroit and leave off the first baseman and get you a good one-off from another game. Now, could you play Miguel Cabrera? Yes, he's still one of the best hitters in baseball. So I have no issue with that. I don't mind Kinsler, but um, I definitely like the Detroit bats. I don't know how much I would technically stack them or how many lineups I would have to play to stack them, but I think there's a lot of power that you could look at in this lineup for potential one-offs or, like I said, getting you a little stack in there. So we look at the Yankees side. Anibal Sanchez, you know, has kind of been a reverse splits pitcher for a while now and high ISO, high hard contact against righties. Um, a lot of Woba not really getting righties out whatsoever. That's just not going to be good for him in this matchup against the Yankees. We get a bunch of power righties here. Frazier, Judd, Sanchez. I like uh, Matt Holliday in this spot. I like the I like the righties a lot. I think the, the righties are definitely in play here. Um, obviously, you could play Brett Gardner as well. But we're going to get a lot of bats from these first two games that we've talked about. We're going to get going here, and we're going to have a lot of good pitchers to you know kind of talk about. But 
it's definitely a day that you could target some of these uh, Yankees bats. I know they're going to be expensive, so you know you're going to have to go down in pitching. But I don't think that's technically going to be a problem today because we're just we're loaded. There's going to be a lot of guys I'm going to talk about on the pitching side of this game. So don't worry, we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. We move on to Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We have Bailey against Tyon. Um, interesting game here. Nine total games in PNC. You know, Jameson Tyon, a big, big favorite here, 166. Um, Tyon's interesting to me. You know, you, you look up and down. Um, Tyon's a guy that, against righties, can generate a bunch of strikeouts. Against lefties, the strikeout rate comes down a lot. Um, it's really going to depend on the type of lineup that we see here. We know we're going to get a pitcher spot in the nine hole. You know, if they play five righties or with with the pitcher and five righties, um, you know, Scooter, Votto, Shebler are the only lefties in there. Then I think it's interesting. I guess Billy Hamilton would be in there too. So that, that would be the four lefties, and you don't technically really worry about Billy Hamilton too much, but you know he's a guy. If he gets on base, he can you know definitely score. So I think Tyon's interesting depending on the lineup. If we get a lot of Reds righties in here. I think he's in play. If we get lefties, I think it could back off a little bit. But remember, this is not in Cincinnati. This game's in Pittsburgh. We get a solid pitcher's ballpark here for Tyon. So I definitely think he's a guy to consider depending on what lineup we see. And then Homer Bailey pass, um, you know, small sample sizes for him this season, 356 Woba to lefties, 50% ground ball rates, um, you know, still giving up home runs, but he's going to do that. I know one of his starts was in cores. I know he pitches at home, but even against righties, 497 Woba against righties this season, you know, giving up home runs there as well. He's been a little unlucky. Those numbers are going to regress, but they're not regressing down to like a 3x FIP. They're regressing down to like a 5x FIP. So he's going to go from like an, a 9 to like a 5, uh, 8 to like a 5. So it's not like we're going to see massive, massive regression from Homer Bailey. We'll start with the Cincinnati bats. Honestly, there's not much standing out to me here. Um, you know, like we got Votto, but I would rather play a guy like Chris Davis. Um you know, we, we talked about that situation. Um, Scooter Jeanette, you know, he's been a guy that's shown a lot of power this season. 308 ISO for this guy against right-handed pitching this season. So very, very solid numbers for Scooter. Um, don't mind him as a one-off. Adam Duvall, 242 ISO. Scott Shedler, 250 ISO. I think you could potentially use some of these guys as one-off plays. I think first base is going to be too loaded for Votto for me. But, you know, I don't mind Shebler or Scooter as a one-offs here. Um, you know, just kind of getting an overview. You know, we know Tyon likes to work in on lefties. And Scooter is okay on those pitches. But Shebler is really good on those pitches. So maybe Shebler would be the better one-off. But, um, you know, you can't really see, you know, many guys at second base like Scooter that are going to have a 308 ISO this season. So it's definitely something to consider. We look at the Pittsburgh side here against Homer Bailey. You know, Bell is the only guy in the projected starting lineup with an ISO over 200. So where, you know, you really want to pick on Bailey, you're really looking at McCutcheon. Um, outside of that, you know, I don't mind playing Bell. But really, for me, it's going to be McCutcheon in this spot. It's not a great ballpark for right-handed power. So if he's expensive on whichever site you're playing on, maybe you don't look at him. Maybe you target him more on play draft. But you you look at it, and you know McCutcheon has come around a lot. You know I, I was dogging this guy a, a lot, and you know I've already said my piece about that. But so potentially potentially McCutcheon. We move on. Cleveland at Boston. Carlos Correa, Carrasco, Correa, Carlos Carrasco against Chris Sale. Eight total here. Sale the favorite um, against Cleveland. We look at it and man, this is gonna be a good baseball game. This is gonna be a really, really good baseball game. Two of the better pitchers on the slate. Two of the better pitchers in baseball. Carrasco, we know much better on the road. Faces a Red Sox team that, you know, outside of Devers, who only has 18 plate appearances. 
Nobody in this projected starting lineup has an ISO over 200 this season. The problem is you just don't look at a lot of strikeouts here in the Boston Red Sox lineup. They have a team average of 16.6% as far as the starters go. So not a lot of upside as far as strikeouts. Probably not going to give up a bunch of runs here. You know, we look at it and nobody over 350 Woba against righties this season for this lineup. Um, but like even they added Nunez and Nunez has a 9.7% strikeout rate against righties this season. So we're just not seeing the big strikeout numbers here for Carrasco. He's got some built-in strikeouts. You know, he has a 29.7% strikeout rate against righties and a, almost a 25% against lefties. So he has built-in strikeouts. He does. I'm not saying that he's going to go out and only strike out three guys. But I think that, you know, when you're looking at price here, Carrasco's 9800 on DraftKings. And in that price range, you're probably going to go down. There's some players down here in the mid-tier that are really solid, um, that have tons of upside. So, you know, you're probably going to be looking at those guys, or you're going to be going up to a Sale or a Scherzer. So... I think that's where I'm at on Carrasco. Um, don't hate him. Don't hate him. I just think the upside's kind of limited in this spot against Boston. I don't think Boston will light him up, but I don't think there's a lot of strikeouts here. We look at the other side of this game here, and we look at Chris Sale. We look at just pure dominance this season. You know, 37.7% strikeout rate against righties, 30.3% against lefties. 24, 246 Woba against lefties this season, 36% soft contact rate compared to a 21% hard contact rate. That's a 17% soft to con or hard contact ratio um, against lefties. So you're definitely not playing lefties against Sale. He gets hit a little bit harder by righties, but he's still only allowed eight home runs in 127 innings this season against right-handed bats. You're just not playing anybody against Sale. You could definitely play Sale here. You look at it, and another team that doesn't strike out a lot, but I, if I'm going to take a guy that has built-in strikeouts, I'm going to take Sale over a guy like Carrasco here. Um, Ten out of ten times. So... Um, definitely taking sale in this spot. Definitely not taking any hitters in this game. This is a game that I think you can just stay away from as far as hitters go. Don't see any reason to take these guys here. We move on to O'Grady against Scherzer in this Miami and Washington game here. We look at a 8 total as well. Max Scherzer a massive, massive favor here at minus 210. Um, looking at the pitcher stats here, we, we know Scherzer, he's elite. Um, there's nothing else that needs to be said. His numbers against righties this season are freaky good. 172 Woba against righties. 45% strikeout rate against righties this season. He's gotten that hard contact rate against righties down this season as well, which is at 25.7%. You look at the lefties, and the lefties hit him a little bit. The lefties, he's allowed 12 home runs and 68 innings against lefties. The XFIP is almost two points higher than the ERA. The strikeout rate comes down to 27%. The Woba goes up to 303. So he's a fly ball lefty or a fly ball pitcher, 50% against lefties this season. So you're just looking up and down, and you know lefties get to him. Are there lefties on this team that's going to get to him? Maybe Yelich. Yelich is a ground ball hitter against a fly ball pitcher, which creates line drives. So Yelich might be the guy. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Chris O'Grady on the other side here. Um, you know, very limited sample size. He's really struggled with righties. 376 Woba, 38% hard contact to righties in 13 innings. Against lefties, though, 219. Woba against lefties, 30% strikeout rate. That's only in eight innings, but it's still solid. But he's still a lot of fly balls there. No home runs allowed to lefties yet. 212 or 222 Babip there. The XFIP screaming regression for O'Grady. So I think that's I, th I think that's really concerning um, when you're looking at him here. 
so I don't think you play him on this slate, um, especially against Washington. Uh, let's start with the Washington bats. You know, we kind of just talked about some regression possibly coming there for O'Grady against lefties. Couldn't think of uh, better lefties than Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy. Um, yes and yes. If you want to play the lefty-lefty matchup, that is. Like, if you want to play the lefty-lefty matchup, that's where you attack him. But if not, you're looking at Zimmerman and you're looking at Rendon. Zimmerman has a 329 ISO against righties this season. Rendon has a 375 ISO against righties this season. Their Wobas are insane. They're very, very good against left-handed pitching. So if you want to play the lefty-lefty matchup at Harper and Murphy, I don't have an issue with it. You're probably not paying the price tags for them. So I think realistically you're looking at Rendon and Zimmerman as one-off type plays. And Zimmerman's kind of going to be probably low-owned here because he is at first base. And I don't see a lot of people stacking Washington in this spot. We're looking at the other side. I've already kind of talked about it. Um, you know, you want lefties here, and we know Yelich, 56% ground ball rate this season against right into pitching. Ground ball pitcher, fly ball, or fly ball pitcher, ground ball hitter, turns into line drives. Um, I, I think Yelich is in play. Is he a risky tournament play? Yes. Do you play him in cash games? No. Um, kind of stalling a second. I was trying to pull up his DraftKings price. To see if he got the Scherzer discount. And he didn't. Um, he's 4500 So you're paying up for him still. That means he's probably going to be 2 3 maybe 4% owned. So um, sneaky little good tournament play there for Yelich. We move on. Dodgers and Braves. Um, Kenta Maeda against Lucas Sims. 9.5 total here. Maeda, massive favorite. 182 favorite here. Um... I don't really love Maeda here. Like, I think that he's not the worst play in the world. I just don't really love pitchers in this ballpark. 7,200. He's going to go out and get you five innings. He's really probably not going to pitch more than five innings. His pitch count is the reason I don't love him. Um, we're, we just seen one game over his last, you know, four. That's been over 90 pitches and it was 91. Uh, against the Angels five games ago, 92 was his most. Just not seeing him pitch deep into games. It's limiting his upside. You know, he's getting some strikeouts and he's pitching decent, but um, just not giving you that massive upside. You need. Um, you look at the other side, and you guys know how much I love first-time starters getting called up and you knew that it was coming eventually you know he he struggled in double a a little last season struggled in triple a last season but they've kind of worked out the kinks the walks have come down massively in triple a so in 2016 sims had a 15.4% walk rate. And this season, he has a 7.7% um, walk rate. He's gotten the walk rate down, which has played big, big, big into his success. This guy's a massive strikeout pitcher, by the way. 28% in every every level he's pitched at, except for in 2014 in A+. He's had a 20-plus percent strikeout rate. He's had double-digit swinging strike rates in single A, double A, triple A. This guy has good stuff. Um, you you know you just you look at it up and down, and it was just a matter of time before he got called up. Um, you, you know, he was a guy. You know, if you if you were around the baseball like world a few years ago, this guy is like like a massive prospect two or three years ago. And like I said, the walks have just kind of hurt him. It's down. Like, you know. Ah, man. He's just. I'm just. Everything I've read about him, he's, he's sharpened his mechanics. And we're going to kind of just see, like, you know, what this former prospect is going to be able to do here. The thing is, he's 4,600. 
the flip side of that is he's facing the Dodgers, and they're one of the best left-handed baseball teams in baseball. They just mash right-handed pitching. So that's the risk you're taking with taking him. But you're looking at 4,600. You should see, you know, 90 to 100 pitches here for Sims. He's been pitching in AAA. It's not like he hasn't pitched in a while. I think he's interesting. I really, really wish he was facing a team outside of the Dodgers um, because then you guys know I'd be jumping all over him. I'm going to probably have a little exposure just because you look at it and he's just so cheap. He's so cheap. He has the strikeout stuff. He's cheap. Could he get blown up? Sure. There's probably a, against this team, there's probably a 70, 70 plus percent chance of it happening. But we got to remember, even though the Dodgers are really good, they have a ton of power. They still strike out, you know, almost a 23% strikeout rate. You know, you look at Taylor, 28%, Seager, 21%, Bellinger, 29%, Grandall, 25.5%, Forsythe, 27.5%, Jock, 20%. Like Justin Turner is the only guy in this lineup that just doesn't strike out. But there's a ton of strikeouts here. There's a ton of power. And the next thing I'm going to talk about is potentially stacking the Dodgers lefties here. So if you don't like Sims or if you play them on some teams, you definitely want to have some Dodgers here. This is a good ballpark for left-handed power. They have a ton of left-handed power in this lineup. Bellinger, Grindall, Jock, um, Seager, you know, great ballpark for left-handed power. So, you know, it's it's catch-22 here. It really is. Um, I You know, I don't really see there's an in-between. I think he's going to give up some home runs or he's going to pitch well and get some strikeouts here. So, you know, you could definitely definitely look at the Dodgers here. But uh, I wouldn't count out my boy Sims here. Like I said, um, very talented prospect a couple years ago. Got the walk rate. Got the mechanics sharpened up here. Hopefully he comes out and pitches a good game. Atlanta's side, you know, Kenta Maeda doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. Um, oh, throws a bunch of junk. You know, he's allowed seven home runs and 44 innings against lefties. So if you're playing anybody here, it's Freeman and Adams. Freeman just continues to just destroy the baseball. 360 ISO, 460 Woba against righties this season. Adams 263 381 Woba. Great ballpark for lefty power. So if you want to play Freeman or Adams, you know you're never going to hear me say that they're out of play against um, a righty in this ballpark. So those are the two guys I am looking at here. We keep moving on to St. Louis at uh, Milwaukee. Carlos Martinez against Jimmy Nelson, eight total. And Jimmy Boy Nelson, Jimmy Nelson, the favorite in this game, minus 115, slight favorite, but still the favorite. Let's talk about him first. He's really kind of pitched well this season, not giving enough credit for, you know, what he's been doing. Um, against lefties where, you know, he's always been pretty solid against lefties, but, um, I, or he was really solid against righties, one of the two. Um, 302 Woba, 37% hard contact, so I don't mind targeting him with some lefties. Against righties this season, 55.7% hard contact, 0.5% soft to hard contact ratio, 299 Woba. I think you can stay away from the righties in this game. You know, DeJong and Jerko, both kind of hot. Um... But I think this is a spot to stay away from these guys. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Carlos Martinez all depends on the lineup. If we get Sogard, Thames, and Shaw in the lineup, that's three lefties he has to get around. Kind of tougher for him, you know, but, you know, he's still going to see five righties if that happens. So he's very good against righties. 240 Woba, 30% strikeout rate against righties this season. Very good against righties. Struggles tremendously with lefties. You know, there's, there's a ton of strikeout upside in this Milwaukee lineup. You look at it, they have a 24% strikeout rate with the projected starters. Sogard, the only guy that doesn't strike out in this lineup. But a uh, ton of strikeout upside here for Martinez. So I don't mind playing him in tournament. I don't think he could go there and cash. But um, yeah, looking at the St. Louis side here. Not really loving anything against Jimmy Nelson outside of Matt Carpenter. 
Matt Carpenter just mashes right into pitching, and we know Nelson can give up some runs to lefties, so I, I don't mind Matt Carpenter in this spot. DeJong, like I said, man, the guy's just hitting the ball really well. He's up to 258 ISO now, um, so I don't mind playing those two guys. I could definitely see staying away from the righties in this spot. But if I was going to play any of them, it would be DeJong. And then looking at the other side, like Thames and Shaw definitely in play here against Martinez. Um, you know, I don't know if a lot of people will play them, but we know Travis Shaw is just crushing the ball. 290 ISO, 410 Wobe against righties this season. We know how much Carlos Martinez struggles with left-handed bats. So really like Thames, really like Shaw. think they're good tournament plays here. Again, another first baseman, another third baseman in a good spot. Does not shock anybody. I know. I understand that. But I'm here to point him out. Arizona at Chicago. Patrick Corbin against John Lester. No total in this game, but it doesn't look like the win's going to be too much of a factor. Like four or five miles an hour, so I don't see a lot going on here. Um, I'm going to pull it up one more time just to make sure it was on the right day. And we're looking at Wrigley, and we see, yeah, no wind here. So I don't think that, I think the total will be the total. Patrick Corbin, definitely don't like him here. We know that he's a guy that struggles against righties. 367 Woba, 34% hard contact against righties this season. A lot of home runs, 15 home runs in 90 innings, 1.5 home run per nine against righties this season for Corbin. Solid against lefties. You don't want to definitely don't definitely want to target the lefties against him here. High ground ball rate, doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. So like the righties for the Cubs, don't like the lefties. And then John Lester here. Oh, what to do with John Lester here? Like <sighs> I really don't know what I want to do. You know, he's he's struggled more with righties this season. Pollock, Goldschmidt, J.D. Martinez, like, really solid against lefties. But Goldie's numbers are down against lefties this season. Pollock's okay. J.D. Martinez is destroying left-handed pitching this season. Um, it's only a 50, 50 plate appearance sample size, but 628 ISO, 624 Woba, like, J.D. Martinez against the lefty is a thing this season. We've been talking about it all year. Now he's just in a different uniform. I don't think I'll play Lester here, but I don't definitely don't think I would stack against him. Kind of one of those spots that you just don't love it but don't hate it. If he was a little cheaper, like if he was getting a discount because he was facing Arizona, then I would play him. But, man, like it, it's really tempting. It's really tempting. I'm going to need to dig into it a little bit more because – if it's only if it's really realistically only like two or three guys that I'm worried about, like it, it all depends on the lineup too. Because if we get Descalzo and Herman in there, we get those extra lefties. Like Lester could be in play, but another thing like the problem with Lester too is like Pollock and Peralta. If they get on base, they'll run Goldie a run if he gets on base. So you know that's definitely the downside to Lester here as well. Is some of these guys can run so. That turns into runs quickly, so I think I'll stay away. Um, I'm definitely targeting, you know, JD and some tournament lineups here. Really like this spot for JD. I talked about his numbers, and if you want to kind of go with a little three-man, um, you know, Pollock and Goldie there. Don't mind those guys because I didn't even think about them running until I said it. Um, they could run on Lester if they get on base, so I don't mind those two guys for that reason. Oh, uh, that's kind of it on that side. And then we look at the Cubs. We want the righties here. We want Chris Bryant. Um, we want Contreras. Almora, if he starts, I don't think he's in bad in bad spot. Baez, if he's in there, is a tournament play. A lot of power in this lineup against righties this or lefties this season. So not against righties, that's for sure. But, yeah, the Cubs, righties, um, I could see playing him here. Moving on, moving out to Texas. Hot day in Texas again. Um, shocking, right? I know. You guys are so shocked. Actually, it's not going to be that hot. I think it's only going to be in the 
low 90s, high 80s, so not that hot. But still, 10 total here. Erasmo Ramirez against Nick Martinez. Oh, buddy. Um, definitely not playing the pitchers in this spot. Oh, yeah. Definitely not playing the pitchers in this spot. Nick Martinez. Fly ball pitcher um, against lefties. Really bad. 383 Woba against lefties this season. Doesn't give up a ton of hard contact, but doesn't get any soft contact. 11% um, soft contact against lefties this season for Nick Martinez. Looking at the righties, uh, as far as Nick Martinez goes, we're looking at a 303 Woba. The soft contact rate much higher than the hard contact rate. Really been solid against righties, but he still gives up home runs. It's the weirdest thing. Um, still gives up home runs to righties. But you definitely are going to like the lefties a little bit better here. But, you know, we know Nelson Cruz can take anybody deep. So there's that. Rasmo Ramirez coming over from the Rays. Going to start here in this game for Seattle. Don't really know how far he'll pitch into this game. So you're going to get Seattle bullpen. They've kind of shipped off their parts here in pieces. Um, he's really struggled with lefties this season. 343 Woba. 47% hard contact for Rasmo against lefties. Smaller sample size. A lot of that out of the bullpen. But 25 innings is 25 innings. We look at the righties. 43 innings here. 280 Woba. 36% hard contact against righties. Um, the ground ball rate is much higher against righties than it is lefties. But I still think you can target bats against him here, obviously. We're going to start with the Seattle side against Nick Martinez. I want the lefties, and I want some power. So I'm looking at uh, Cano and Seager for the most part here. Um, I don't mind Gamble, but he really he's more of a you know average-type hitter. You know, he's not a big power guy. He's like a 130 ISO this season against righties. So I'm looking at Cano. I'm looking at Seager. Never mind playing Nelson Cruz. You guys know that. Love me some Nelly, but um, that's what I'm looking at for the most part is Cano and Seager. On the flip side of this game, looking at Texas, um, I think Texas is definitely a stack. You could um, you could realistically get Erasmo out of this game early, get into that bullpen, and um, eat it up. So going back to the well on Texas here, um, they almost got me over the hump yesterday, but um, I like them a lot better in this spot. We're one of my favorite stacks um, on the slate here. Going to definitely pick on Erasmo with a lot of these guys. And um, honestly, I'm not even going to think twice about it. I know it's kind of rude to Erasmo, but he understands. We've had a chat. We've had a we've had a chat. Chris Archer against Michael Fires, eight and a half total here. Um, love Archer, man. I love this guy, but I, I'm definitely not targeting him here. This the Astros are just too good. It, it just doesn't matter who they put in this lineup. Is they're good? They're good. Like we just need to stop targeting pitchers against them. They're good. They're not striking out, and they're good. Like there's just no reason to play Archer here. You know, we get a team strikeout rate of eighteen percent here. Sure. Archer's going to build in strikeouts. I'm not going to disagree with that, but this game's not in Tampa. We know he has home road splits. I'm not playing Archer in this spot. Now, I doubt I will stack against Archer. I still respect the fact that Archer's a good pitcher, but I don't mind uh, maybe looking at a one-off or two here. We'll talk about that in a second. Michael Fires in this game. You know, the Rays kind of got beat up in this game last night. I, I think this is a nice little bounce-back spot for them. Morton, much better pitcher than Fires. Fires giving up a bunch of home runs to righties. Um, 348 Woba. 2.26 home run per nine. 14 home runs and 55 innings against righties this season. So I definitely think the righties are in play. And it looks like um, Corey Dickerson's starting to heat up. We, you know, we said yesterday if you are going to play one guy against Morton, it need to be Dickerson. Or it should be Dickerson. And I wish I had him in more lineups. Um, I had him in a couple. Those are the couple teams that cashed. He had a really good game yesterday. Uh, starting with the, the Rays, I like Dickerson, obviously. Um, Steven Souza Jr. is the guy that I like in this spot. He's not going to get any love on the slate. The guy has a 301 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. 395 Woba. He's been hitting right-handed pitching really well. We talked about Fires having those reverse splits. 
Fires likes to work down in the zone. Steven Souza crushes pitches down in the zone. This is a really, really good spot for Steven Souza. So if you're playing a bunch of tournaments, um, I definitely think he gets you a Souza lineup in there. I think he's a good one-off. I think he can play Dickerson as a one-off. Logan Morrison's been hitting the ball really well this season too, but it's it's hard to play him as a one-off. But I, I think that if you do it, I don't hate it. Looking at the other side here, you know, I, like I said, I respect Archer, but you know, Fisher's still too cheap on Fanduel, so I could play him over there. Not going to go out of my way to stack on Archer. There's too many good spots today, so like I said, Fisher on Fanduel. Don't mind it because of the price. You could potentially find somebody better in price in that range anyway. So there is that. There's still a course game. We haven't even got to the course field yet. So you know, we'll get there in a minute. We move on to Toronto at Chicago. Taking on the White Sox. We have Marcus Stroman against Mike Pelfrey. Stroman a massive, massive favor here. Mine is 225 for Stroman. So we had two guys... Um, Monica, Monicada and Garcia ran into each other in the outfield tonight. Um, really going to have to see what the status is on those two guys. Um, yeah, man, it, I don't like Marcus Stroman. Massive ground ball guy. Doesn't get hit very hard usually. Strikeout rate, you know, 20% against righties. Ah, man, like... You hear the, you hear the like, the 20% strikeout rate, the 60% ground ball rate against a lineup that could be very, very watered down. You know, that's potentially why you're playing Stroman here. That is why you're potentially playing Stroman in this spot. Does he have a ton of upside? Probably not, but is he in play? Yes, he's in play. He is in play because we could see a very watered-down White Sox lineup. They, you know, potentially have a bunch of injuries. Um, you know, there, there's all of that. That's, you know, that's the reason. We look at the other side of this game, and we look at Mike Pelfrey. Obviously, we're not playing Pelfrey here. People love to stack against Mike Pelfrey. He has a 59% ground ball rate against righties. A 0% soft to hard contact ratio against righties. He's allowed three home runs in 45 innings to righties. Don't stack the righties against him. Now, we look at the lefties. 376 Woba, 35% hard contact, 42% fly ball rate, 10 home runs in 38 innings. The XFIP is terrible. You play the lefties here. You play the lefties. We'll start with the bats here for Toronto. Don't play Donaldson. Don't play Baptista. Don't play Martin. If they homer late in the game, so be it. You play Smoke. You play Morales. That's the guys you're targeting here. Those are the bats you want against Pelfrey. Don't fall down that trap of stacking these righties. It's just not the play. Like I said, if they get there and I lose money because they get there late in the game or they hit a home run against Pelfrey, I'm just going to lose. I'm not playing these guys. I think it's a bad play. The stats tell us it's a bad play. And Pelfrey not getting hit hard this season tells us it's a bad play. So that is my piece on that. If it makes you feel any better, Donaldson's 2 for 10 and Baptista's 1 for 8 against Pelfrey in their careers. Donaldson and Donaldson in two hits has a home run. Baptista in one hit has a home run. So there's that. Um, let's talk um, the other side of this game. Threw myself off by yelling too much there. I, I don't like anything from the White Sox outside of Davidson. Like Davidson, this guy's just mashing the baseball this season. Talked about him yesterday. Went out and had a massive game yesterday. Got him at like 3% ownership on FanDuel, and I think it was around 4% on DraftKings. Nobody plays this guy. A lot of upside there. Don't love this spot, but I love the batter. I love the hitter. Like, that's the reason that I like him. He hit fourth tonight. With Melky gone, we could potentially see him start hitting fourth more. And he put up 31 FanDuel points tonight. So, 
Davidson definitely a guy you could look at if he was you know that high on the, or that low on a you know eight game slate. What is he going to be on a fifteen game slate? So that would be the one guy. But again, Marcus Stroman, high ground ball rate. You know, definitely don't want to go there. We look we look at another day for Davidson. We look at another day for Davidson. You know, this might not be that spot. We move on to the Mets at the Rockies. Steven Matz, Jeff Hoffman, 12.5 total here in Coors Field. Don't play the pitchers. It's as simple as that. We have too many pitchers on this slate. Um, looking at the bats in this game, we'll start uh, with the Mets against Hoffman. Hoffman, you know, pretty solid there against righties or lefties. He's been pretty solid against lefties, kind of reverse splits, small sample size. But the sample size for both hands is really close. So 280 Woba against lefties, 373 Woba against righties. Um, nothing really concerning as far as ground ball rates go. So I think we could definitely look at um, some bats in this game. I think you can look at Cespedes. I think you can look at Bruce and Walker. You know, Conforto. Conforto this season just continues to hit the ball well. 300 ISO, 418 Woba um, against righties. Jay Bruce, 265, 371. So, like like these bats, obviously, it's cores. You're paying out the gazoos for these guys. Um, you don't necessarily have to do it today either, so that's another good thing about today's slate. You're not getting a discount. Bruce is 53. Conforto's 52. Um... Neil Walker, really interesting price, by the way. 4500 there for Walker. Um, you know, came back from the disabled list Friday. Cespedes, 43. Um, so those could be the two or two more of the popular plays here. Don't hate them. Looking at the Rockies against left-handed pitching this season. Um, Blackman, 261 ISO, 413 Woba. Don't just skew away from Blackman because it's a lefty-lefty matchup. Because he can hit left-handed pitching. He doesn't have a high strikeout rate. He's going to put the ball in play. DJ LeMahieu, 434. Woba, not a lot of power there for LeMahieu. Uh, I think if you're going to pay up that much, you're probably going to find a second baseman that has a little bit more power than LeMahieu. Is cores. He could go off. Sure. Nolan Arenado is the guy. He's the guy you want to pay up for here. Um, 410 ISO against lefties. 524 Woba. Really like him. Um, you know, story... Another guy that has massive numbers against lefties. Just bats down in the lineup, which is good for ownership. Um, but, um, you know, it's cores. Paying up. Um, you're paying up for these guys. But uh, definitely definitely not a fade today um, for me. It's all about pricing and stuff like that. The cores probably spots that I'm going to go. When I'm looking at a guy like Lucas Sims or something where I'm taking a cheaper pitcher and just want my offense to go bonkers, that's potentially what I'd be looking at here on today's slate. Moving on, moving out. We're heading to Oakland where we have Jeff Samarja against Sean Manaya. Eight and a half total here in this spot. Um, you know, you look at it and the San Francisco Giants, 17.7% strikeout rate against lefties this season as far as the projected starters go. Belt and Hundley, the only two guys over 20% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching this season. You look at Oakland, and you look at the spot for Samarja. Like Alonzo, Davis, both those guys, massive power, but there's a ton of strikeout upside here for Jeff Samarja. 24% uh, strikeout rate this season against right-handed pitching for the projected starters. So a lot of upside here as far as Samarja goes. You know, he's a guy that... Has a 28% strikeout rate against righties and a 23% strikeout rate against lefties. Doesn't walk guys, gets ground balls. Great ballpark for pitchers. So I definitely think the Shark is a guy we can look at here. He was on that little slate in his last start. And, you know, we kind of targeted him there against Pittsburgh. And he went out and had that good game. He finally had that bounce back game that we were waiting for. And um, hopefully he can build off of that. That would be really nice if he could build off that start against Pittsburgh and keep it going here in this start against Oakland. Could potentially see decent ownership here for Shark at 8,400. But he's one of those mid-tier guys that I was talking about that is definitely in play um, if you're not wanting to spend up at pitcher. 
As far as Manaya goes, I just don't see enough strikeout upside here from Manaya. Um, like I said, they just don't strike out a bunch. They're not going to go out and like blast him, but they're just not going to strike out a bunch. So for that reason, I think there's better options today than Manaya, and his price at 7,900 is really not giving you a discount. Like I would play Samarja and I would play Tyon. I think Carlos Martinez for $900 more has more upside. Jose Barrios, who we haven't even talked about yet, um, has more upside at 7,700. So there's that. Um, as far as bats go on the Giants side, nothing really standing out to me outside of Posey. And this is not just a great ballpark, but 247 ISO, 450 Woba against left-handed pitching this season. So I don't mind Posey. It would be one of those spots if catcher was the last spot I built and I liked my lineup and he was the one and I had enough money for him and it's the last play that would be a spot, but not going to go out of my way to roster Posey. I'm not going to go out of my way to roster any of these Oakland guys. Um, Chris Davis always has power, two home run upside. Alonzo has great numbers this season against right and pitching, but both of those guys have big strikeout rates, so... Don't love them in this spot. Um, so there's that. And we know Samarja doesn't throw a sinker, which, you know, Chris Davis is juicy on. So, like I said, I don't mind those guys. Um, I, I would probably play Chris Davis before I would play Alonzo because we know Chris Davis has that two home run upside. And that, that's always fun. All right, two more games left. We got Philadelphia at Los Angeles taking on the Angels. Aaron Nola, Ricky Nolasco, eight and a half total here. Um, it would not be a podcast if I didn't mention this. I uh, know Siege is not here today, but I have to mention this. Philadelphia flying across country, playing this game. You know, they played in Philly yesterday. Oh, no, they didn't. Did they? Now I'm confused. I think that's why they played the day game, right? They played in Atlanta yesterday. No, they played in Philly. I thought so. So they played in Philly in the early game and then flew across country. So it's not as bad as playing at 7 o'clock last night. But it is something to note for sure. Um, As far as Aaron Nola goes in this game, I love playing this guy. You just... You know, like we've talked about a couple times, like where are the strikeouts in this Angels lineup? 16% strikeout rate as a team as far as starters go. Valbuena, Molinado, the strikeouts, you know, really come from those two guys. I guess Trout's at 21%, but Trout has a 385 ISO and a 455 Woba. So I think we can overlook that, um, you know, 21% strikeout rate for Trout. So just don't see a lot of upside here for Nola. I think he's very talented. I think he has a great curveball. With that being said, I don't think, like I said, this is a spot. Like, I don't think he's the worst play on the slate. Uh, let's see his price. Yeah, ninety one hundred. Like, there's just too many plays on this slate that I'm not. There's just I'm not paying ninety one hundred for Nola. I think he's super talented. I love using him, but I, I don't think I can play him in this spot. Um, if he goes out and strikes out a bunch, it would not shock me. I want to say that. Like, it would not shock me. The guy has. Built-in strikeouts because he has one of the best curveballs in baseball. So there is that. There is that for him. As far as Nolasco goes, um, oh Ricky Nolasco against Philly. You know he's six thousand. He's starting to finally regress. Um, he's allowed three or more earned runs in three of his last four, including a six against Boston and eight against Texas. Finally getting some regression out of him, giving up home runs, walking guys. Um, I don't think I'm playing Nolasco here. I'm going to find probably nobody that I want to pick on him with outside of... And you need right-handed power against him. And I just... Philly just doesn't have right-handed power. Oh, I lied. Aaron Althier's back. There's some right-handed power, but are you really going to pay 4700 for him? Um, um, 
I don't mind Nick Williams. He's been hitting the ball really well. But um, that's really it. Not seeing a lot here as far as the Phillies go. And then the Angels. Mike Trout, always in play. I mentioned his numbers a few minutes ago. Um, always in play. But I'm um, not going to go out of my way to roster him today either. 52% ground ball rate, 28% strikeout rate, 252 Woba against righties this season for Nola. Kid's legit. He's legit. He's legit. Really big Nola fan. So, like I said, not going to go out of my way to you know roster him and roster guys against him in this spot. All right, last game of the night. Um, it took us a while to get here, and I apologize. But uh, moving on game by game, as always, getting to the last game of the night, Jose Barrios against... Chasin. We have an eight total here. Looking at the projected starting lineup for the Twins, we're not seeing a lot of righties in here. Kepler, Maurer, Escobar, Rosario, Castro, Granite. Um, not seeing a lot of righties, really. Um, Sano and Dozier, the only righties. We need righties for Chasin. Um, 362. Woba with a 34% strike or a 34% hard contact rate and a 16% strikeout rate against lefties. Just seems really good against righties. 257 Woba, 23.5% strikeout rate. Minus four off the con- hard contact ratio um, against righties. So does not give up a bunch to righties. Does not give up hardly anything to righties. Five home runs and 65 innings to righties this season. The problem is the lefties, so I don't think we could play Chassin, but I do think we could play Barrios. I know that he's burned us a bunch lately, but he's too cheap. He's probably going to be super chalky, um, 7,700 against the Padres. He had that decent start against the Yankees, struggled against the Dodgers, but this is just this is an excellent spot for him to just go out and get back on track and just dominate a baseball game. We know he has massive strikeout upside. Um, it's hard not to like Barrios here. It's really hard not to like him. So there's that. Just looking if there's any reason not to play Barrios. I just don't really see anything here. You know, good strikeouts against lefties and righties. So definitely like Barrios here. Um, as far as the bats go in this game. I don't mind targeting some of these lefties against Chessine, but who are you going to really target? Like Kepler? That's about it, right? Like, we're not playing Maurer. I'm not playing Maurer at first base. Rosario, decent numbers. Um, if he would bat into the fifth spot, maybe you could look at him. But really, realistically for me, you know, it would be Kepler. And maybe Rosario. And then, as far as the Padres go, like, if I'm playing any of the Padres, I would stack them and hope that Barrios continues to struggle, but I'm probably not going to do that. But that would be the only way that I would play them here. Oh, that's about it. That's about it. Man, that was a game-by-game breakdown. Had some fun. Spent an hour breaking down some baseball games. 15 games by yourself is tough. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, appreciate all the love, appreciate all the hate, appreciate all the feedback. So, um, there's that. If you guys haven't checked out Playdraft, make sure you check them out. Playdraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get that deposit bonus. Eat it up. Choo, choo, choo. Eat it up. And then, um, let's play some home run derby really quick. I didn't do it the last time I did a solo podcast and I had like 15 tweets. So I respect it. Let's do it here. I'm going to try to go a little off the board And say, first pick, I'm going to go Anthony Rendon. Um, I'm going to pick this guy until he homers. I'm going to go Joey Gallo. And I'm going to go really off the board with this last one and say almora from the chicago cubs takes patrick corbin deep here so the only veto i think i would get is um rendon but there's nobody to veto me i didn't pick anybody from cores so i'm gonna sign off here i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today as always i will be back tomorrow good luck in your contest tonight we'll see you then 
Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS Analyzer tool, become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trading required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630-20, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 